Maynard. So, um, the central promise of the Bible may surprise you. It is not your sins are forgiven, though that is part of it. It is not the promise of eternal life, though that's certainly in there too. The most frequent promise found in the Bible is I am with you. Um, I was going to throw in some examples here, um, but it's just basically every biblical story, every biblical character. Um, this is the main theme. Adam, Eve, Enoch, Abraham, Sarah, Joseph, Moses, David, Paul, um, Emmanuel, God is with us. So today is the second Easter Sunday, and I'm going to read the story of Doubting Thomas, um, which you'll also notice that it um, takes place on the second Easter Sunday. Um, and to- Well, let me read the story first. <laughs> um, so John 20. Um, Uh, Verse 24. So now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where their nails were, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The Word of God. So Thomas gets a pretty bad rap, the poor guy, um, when actually he was being perfectly reasonable. If someone you loved was murdered and your friends came up to you and said, actually, they're alive, who would you believe, right? Um, I think also because we have lived with the fact of the resurrection, it's easy to consider Thomas as foolish or hard-hearted. But let's just imagine what it must have been like for Thomas. So the first Easter Sunday, Jesus shows up and he shows himself to all the disciples but Thomas. And that must have been pretty tough. He must have felt left out on the outside. Why didn't Jesus wait for him to get back? Why did he bless everyone else but Thomas? Maybe it was just easier psychologically to deny the whole thing ever happened than to actually ask Jesus why he wasn't included. And I think probably all of us can relate. You know, we have probably all had occasions where we have felt on the outside of things or we watch people being blessed by God and wondering why we aren't. And could there be a divine purpose behind this? Um, So we can all thank Thomas for raising the question. And it is a good question, isn't it? Has Jesus really bodily, historically been raised from the dead? Everything hinges on the answer. And Jesus is so gracious in his response. He knows that we as humans, because he was human too, he knows that we crave the real, the bodily, the the factual. And Jesus meets Thomas's need without reproach, without condemnation. And then he gives us this little story. And I think the Gospel writer John 
um, really treasures this story for its honesty and its potential for helping others who have honest doubts. And the reason why I say that um, I think John treasures this story is because it is the climax of his gospel. The Gospel of John is a literary masterpiece. Um, unlike the other gospel writers who wrote right after the events took place, John waited until the end of his life. Um, so he has been thinking about these events um, for years and thinking about how to communicate them. So we need to take seriously where, um, Thomas, uh, where John has put Thomas in his gospel. And it should not surprise us that Thomas's confession, my Lord and my God, is the loftiest view of Jesus in all the Gospels. And his words of faith constitute the last words spoken by a disciple in the Gospels. Nothing more profound could be said about Jesus. Not bad for a doubter. And let's notice Jesus' blessing over us. Not only is he gracious to Thomas, but he thinks of us thousands of years later who never got to see Jesus in the flesh like Thomas did. Jesus reaches out to us, says a benediction over us. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus is highlighting this new era that is beginning and in which its character is marked by a faith that does not see, but that relies on testimony, the Bible, the Holy Spirit. And from this moment of blessing, the company of Jesus is no longer just the 11 disciples and that handful of loyal women all who came from a particular place and a particular point in history. But now the company of Jesus includes every reader of the Gospels who have faith. So why is faith so crucial? Throughout the Gospels, Jesus is always looking for signs of faith in Israel. I think faith is a sign of trust. I think also um, the, the Bible story, it's my favorite one, um, the woman who bled for 18 years. Um, in this story, faith is a conduit for love and healing. When she touches Jesus in faith, Jesus says, power has gone out of me. He implies that there is something automatic that happens with a gesture of faith, a transaction, if you will. So this is the way God has set things up. Um, so let's shift gears and think about how we should live in light of Thomas's witness. Um, so one commentary said that the moral of the story is get thee to church on time, <laughs> which I thought was funny and kind of besides the point. But actually, there might be something to it. Um, by choosing two consecutive Sundays um, to visit the disciples, Jesus seems to be honoring that time, and it becomes the model for the future church. So I think there is one thing the story of Thomas calls us to do calls us to do is be there when our brothers and sisters are gathered for the most important meeting of the week. Another thing we learn from the story is to take our problems, our doubts, the things we struggle with and understand, the, the things we struggle with and understand them with Jesus. Thomas's problem, um, his doubt, and really his um, the death of all his hope um, with Jesus' crucifixion, um, once that was brought into the context of Jesus' presence, they become understood. So understand your problems with Jesus. For those of you who have honest doubts, know that Jesus does not condemn you, but rather he longs for you to bring it to him. And third, and most importantly, we learn from the story to stop doubting and believe. Let Jesus graciously warn you, as he did Thomas. God is closer than we think. He is never further than a prayer away. 
He is in the middle of our gathering, as he was all those Sundays ago with the disciples. And if Jesus is always present and always at work, our only job is to pay attention. And for those who feel left out of God's blessing, have faith that um, maybe there is divine providence behind it. So I'm going to read the story again. And as you hear the passage, put yourself in Thomas's shoes. Listen to Jesus speaking directly to you. And when he invites you, put your finger in the mark of the nails in his hands and place your hand in his side. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen.